So the universe can't do anything for you but make you an idol worshiper. You're listening to The Traditional Millennial with Brittany Dobson, where conventional meets contemporary and faith fills the gaps. Welcome back to The Traditional Millennial. I am your host, Brittany Dotson, and we do not have video today. It's only audio because it is too much going on around me outside, like way too much. And I just, I just can't like do the whole, like stop and start and stop and start and stop. I can do it with this audio, but the video, like I would have to go in and manipulate those clips and try to figure all this stuff out. And I'm not a pro video editor like that. And, and I mean, I just don't have the time or the energy for that. So yeah, but speaking of energy, that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. So, um, yeah. Spiritual warfare is real, and a lot of what we don't think is spiritual manipulation, it really is. So, you know, I, I've I've never been with the whole, like, vibrations, frequencies, mindfulness, and all that jazz. I don't know, it just, it just makes me feel like you're conjuring spirits or something. It's always been, been really strange to me, or a little strange to me. So that's why I've been, I try to be cognizant not to use trendy terms because without proper understanding of the origin and the aim, you don't really know what you're welcoming into your life. That's just like the whole Enneagram conversation. I never was a fan of using those labels to describe myself. I don't know why. It was it was just always weird to me. Um, and then come to find out, it actually does have its origin in idolatry. And you know, if I found myself using words or phrases that have their origin in something demonic, evil, or idolatrous. I, I want to make sure, and I try to make sure that I stop using those words or, fra- or phrases and repent for allowing myself to be drawn into it. Because what I don't think we realize is that by grabbing on to these trends and these popular ideas, we may be falling victim to spiritual wickedness, wickedness in high places. And we open ourselves up to being deceived by Satan. So today we're going to talk about these things and if they should be utilized in the life of a believer. So y'all know we hear people say they vibrate low or they are a high vibration person. And at first thought, we're like, okay, this is a high energy, positive person. Like there's nothing wrong with saying this. It's just used to describe how this person is or what kind of song this is or what kind of food that is. Like, I don't know But this just sounds strange. I don't know if it sounds strange to anybody else, but people are giving spiritual description to foods, like inanimate objects that cannot emit anything spiritual. That's what we're doing. But that's how serious things are. But anyway, think about people who practice witchcraft and how they use inanimate or unliving things in their practices. And these things aren't used to magnify good or to edify anything. They're used for malicious purposes. So if we're not careful inviting terms like vibration and frequency in as spiritual explanations can lead to inviting in the acceptance of other spiritually manipulative and wicked things that follow. So as it deals with vibrations and frequencies, these things deal with energy. Spiritual vibrations and frequencies say that all matter in the universe emits specific types of energy and this energy vibrates at different frequencies. 
So when we relate this to us, we're saying that human beings emit a certain type of energy from within themselves. So basically it puts us as human beings in control of our spiritual state. And of course we love this because we love being in control, but we know as believers that we shouldn't be emitting anything but the fruit of the spirit because the Holy Spirit is who should be directing our lives, not our own hearts, not our own thoughts, or even our own spirits, because our spirits have to be renewed to become more like Christ and less like ourselves. So we should not be vibrating. We should be meditating on the word of God. But this right here brings me to mindfulness because this is somewhat tangential to vibrations and frequencies as mindfulness is a practice that is sometimes utilized to balance out spiritual vibrations and frequencies and even raise spiritual forces. Like that, that doesn't even sound right. And I don't know about y'all, that just sounds just real like bad to me. But anyway, but with mindfulness, this is a Buddhist practice that has been embraced by people who are supposed to be Christians. I even heard a young girl say on a video that Christians can practice other spiritual rituals outside of what Jesus instructs. So outside of Christianity, basically, I even saw, um, just, just not too long ago, a news broadcast advertising mindfulness as a treatment for migraines. So as we can see, this is becoming a widely accepted practice across a lot of spaces, but mindfulness as a Buddhist driven practice that encourages somebody to develop a full consciousness of everything about you and within you excludes your creator telling you everything you need to know about yourself and ex and it excludes him from working within you mindfulness calls you to focus on the present moment and that's it so it's you paying attention to the sensations from inside of your body and from the outside environment it's you paying attention to the present thoughts that are floating through your mind and it's you paying attention to present awareness itself so it's basically saying that if you detach from everything but the present moment then you'll gain serenity insight a deeper concentration or maybe even wisdom so in essence you're becoming mindless in order to become mindful. And this is dangerous because one, it came from and it is deeply rooted in pagan practices. And another reason why is again, it causes you to focus on yourself more than it does the Lord. It's designed to connect a person to their own inner divinity or their own inner God. We like that type of stuff for some odd reason. <laughs> it's our human nature and our human flesh that is drawn to wanting to be all things to ourselves. But by detaching from yourself, which is what this promotes, you can open yourself up to spiritual repercussions that unleash a state of darkness over your life. No matter how scientifically valid or how many people say this is scientifically proven, it is spiritually harmful. Something else that, that, that may not be so godly in its nature it is the idea of manifesting. You know, I would hear and see people express their attachment to manifesting things in their life. And this would make me wonder if it was really godly, but I really didn't think too much of it at the time. And I didn't look too much into it. And I will admit that at one time, I would silently affirm this idea with people by being reticent, mainly because at the time I just didn't know much about it and I didn't pay much attention to it. And also I just assumed that because the people who were embracing it were Christian, they were saying it from a godly point of view. And maybe they were, but they just didn't realize the ungodly nature it encourages. 
But manifesting is basically the same as believers misinterpreting Romans 4 and 17 that says, call those things which be not as though they were. First off, this passage was talking about Abraham, but we interpret this as our ability to use God's words or our own words to summon things into existence, which we don't have the power to do. We can't create anything out of nothing. We can't cause things to exist. So this particular verse is not even remotely about the power of our words. It is about the power of God's promises and how he is faithful to keep those promises and how he proved that through Abraham. We can't make anything happen just by saying it or writing it down unless it is given to us by God and unless it is allowed by God. We don't have that much power. But when we want control, this makes sense to us. And this may may not even be an intentional desire for control, but deep down, it is a form of wanting control because it's us wanting to lay claim on something that we want instead of just following God's will for our lives. As believers, we are to live by faith in an all-powerful, all-seeing, all-knowing God who knows what's best for our lives. And if I'm honest, I've said some of these things myself, not a whole lot of them, but just some stuff like good vibes only or positive vibes only. And because of these subtle phrases we use, we've ushered in something spiritual that we can't control. But the things we feel, y'all, they aren't vibes. What we feel and what we sense are spirits because we're spiritual beings. And these spirits can either make or break you. The Holy Spirit can make you into a person who is loving, at peace, kind, level-headed, and a producer of good fruit. Or these other spirits can break you down and cause you to be depressed and sad and emotional and temperamental and out of control. You know, people are pulling tarot cards. They're speaking and putting stuff out in the universe and enforcing all of these ungodly practices to try to get what they are seeking in life when that's not how life should be approached. The universe and tarot cards ain't going to give you nothing back because the universe was created. It is not the creator. So the universe can't do anything for you, but make you an idol worshiper and idol worship brings about death, not life. And we wonder why the Gen Z culture is so suicidal and depressed and anxious. It's because there are too many idolatrous practices that are entering their minds. It's too many things tugging at their spiritual state that is not from God. The Bible tells us that whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. We're to filter our thoughts through the Holy Spirit because we have taken on the mind of Christ. Vibrations, frequencies, mindfulness, and manifestation are practices that are the complete opposite of what God is calling us to do. If you want something manifested in your life, become one with God so that he can direct you in what you need. If you need to be more mindful, become more mindful of how you treat others, of your relationship with the Lord and the fruit you are producing. I know we like to think that we are strong enough to grab onto a lot of these new trends, but if you are embracing things that are in essence replacing the Holy Spirit, your flesh is not strong enough to fight off what you may be bringing in with these practices. Remember, our flesh has to be crucified. And we do this by allowing the Holy Spirit to renew our minds. Well, if our minds are in other places that are void of God, then that gives our flesh and the enemy an opportunity to come in and overpower us. And the reason being is because we invited it in. 
We open the door. We willingly allow darkness to work its way into our minds. And at first it looks promising, but then it eventually turns into something dark that we struggle with knowing where it came from and how to rid ourselves of it. So my advice to you is to just not let it in. Do what you know works and has worked for many years. This stuff may be new, but that doesn't mean it's right. If we would just completely give our minds to Christ, we wouldn't have to search for foreign methods to satisfy us. We would realize that we don't need them. If we would relinquish control, we could receive joy. And if we would just learn to understand that God's will is best, we'll always experience God's best in our lives. All right, y'all. That is a wrap for today's episode. I truly, truly hope that something in this episode resonated with someone who has been struggling with wanting to grab onto these things and and be a part of these things. I really hope that it causes you to think about this and to think about how good God is to you and how good, how much God loves you and how he just wants to be the one that is Lord over your life, nothing else. And he wants you to know that everything that you need Everything that you're looking for, everything that you desire, it is in him. And in him, there is completeness in all that you need. All right, y'all, listen, I appreciate you listening today. And I hope that you tune in again on the traditional millennial where conventional meets contemporary and faith fills the gap. Teach me your way.